the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's a couple minutes after 4. Thanks for hanging out today. A lot of sunshine. A beautiful day. Man, 73 for the high. Breezy. We'll love it. Tonight you get the air the house out a little bit. Temperature is supposed to be around 60 for the low. That's right around where it just, you know, not too cold, but enough to have a pleasant breeze come through. Then tomorrow, look out as we go to a high around 85. Uh, kind of cloudy. Some sun might get a shower as part of that. 79 the high for Saturday, 71 for Sunday. So I know it feels like we've been kind of stuck in like a, the tail end of winter for a long time for a lot of reasons, but I think, personally, getting into the 80s tomorrow is going to be a nice positive jolt that's you know much needed. Bible League, we continue our partnership with them. $5 a Bible if you want to help out. Our goal is $2,200. Last count, we're at $271, so it's 12-plus percent of the way there, which is great. The Bible will be in the recipient's language. The focus is on countries in Asia. We had Michael Woolworth from Bible League on from Chicago a couple of days this week talking about that. You can help out at 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or go to our website right in the homepage, the Fan the Flame Bibles for Asia banner. Can't miss it right there. Help out however you can. Many hands make light the work. We can do this together. Very glad this hour to bring in a special guest, the one and only, the world famous Bob Lapine from Family Life. <laughs> Hi, Bob. We're World famous could be a stretch. Well, you it know. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I, did you see on Twitter? I, you know, I put on Twitter that I was going to be on here, I and saw that. Uh, your cousin chimed in and said, oh. uh, "Tell Timmy D that his cousin said hello." So, Aww. hello from your cousin Nancy Demos Walgerman. That's wonderful. Nancy and Robert yeah. were on not too long ago. I think they had a book out at the time. It would have been last fall, or I don't know. They're busy people, as you are, but. That's nice. Well, that's yeah. how busy they are. They say hello through other people. <laughs> so Through the world, to world-famous people. That's yes, how they're doing it. that's it. Well, folks just tuning in now on the program, um, you'll recognize Bob's voice a couple of different ways. And uh, first of all, as co-hosts of Family Life for a, long, a lot of years, along with uh, Dave and Ann Wilson, who have been part of it now for a year and change, year and a half. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. About a year and a half, right? Yeah. And on the flip side, just as I'm thinking of it, when this program is done at five, we have Truth for Life with Alistair Begg at five. And I'm still working on my Scottish accent because I think, don't you think it'd be good if I did a fake Scottish accent to <laughs> sure. say, and now here's Alistair. <laughs> I think you're on your way. Well, so you and I have something in common because I'm, I'm on in the morning and in the afternoon and in yeah. Philadelphia, Family Life airs at nine o'clock in the morning. And Truth for Life is at 5 p.m., and your voice is involved with both. So 
It's a long day. We just can't get away from each other, can we? <laughs> Apparently not. So, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things to chat about. Uh, one of the things I know I'd like to get to is the Coronavirus in Christ book that John Piper wrote recently and was on the show on Family Life to talk about. And right. uh, it's on our site right now. Anybody can have a copy. And personally, I think it's a great thing because it, it's a free download situation. So if you have a friend that you'd like to encourage – uh, to you know, get in the right direction, whether they're Christian or not. I mean, it's it's a book that really could be of help to folks. So, and this is this is the ebook or the audio book that folks can go and get immediately, absolutely free. It's just our way of, in the midst of all of this, helping us reorient our thinking so we're thinking biblically about what we're in the middle of. And we need that more than I think anything right now. There are health concerns, there are economic concerns. But we have to be addressing all of this with a, a frame of mind that is a biblical frame of mind. I'm so grateful to John Piper for writing this book and, and then making it available so we can share it with listeners, again, for free, either the audio book or the ebook, free download immediately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bob Lapine, our guest, a longtime co-host of Family Life, again, heard weekdays at 9 a.m. Uh, there's also a, an overnight airing too. One thirty a.m. My mom and I used to stay up late doing baseball cards together. We would have heard it then. That's <laughs> kind of those got their different schedules, right? So, wow, one uh, thirty in the morning doing baseball cards. Yeah, that, that was our hobby together. We collected thousands of cards over the years. It was a lot of fun. I'd open the packs yeah. and chew the gum, and she would put them in order. It seemed like a good deal to me. <laughs> Any amazing cards you pulled out during that time? Oh yeah, I mean I I got tons of them, uh, but you know we collected including in the glut years, as they're known, like the late 80s of baseball yep. cards and in the early 90s. You, you almost can't give those away at this point. But we started collecting in the late 70s. So I still have some some good cards. Uh, Ricky Henderson's rookie card from 1980. And uh, that whole thing has changed. I don't, are you, uh, have you ever collected sports cards? Or that whole, that whole world's changed. So, I, I've, I've watched it from the outside, never from the inside. Yeah. It got into a grading thing where, where it, it became all about the condition of the card. And if you don't yeah. get your card graded, then you wind up, maybe you're giving a card away too cheaply. And the, the difference between nine and 10 can be hundreds or thousands of dollars. So you're like, well, I don't dare grade it, but it costs me 50 bucks just to grade it. Do I want to wow. do that? So at least people frozen, like, I don't know what to do. I'm just keep them and enjoy them, which is why they were there in the first place. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but share for me, just for, con I, li I like context. I, I like to you know, never assume somebody knows everything that's going on. And this might be the first day someone's listening to WFIL at all. And then maybe this is the first thing they're ever, they're tuned to right now. And so Bob Lapine, although you've been doing and serving the Lord for many years with family life and in other ways, they may not know who this guy is. So, Share a little bit just, you know, about your, your I guess, your testimony, because that would transcend anything anyway as far as your work with family life, how God got a hold of it, you. It would. I grew up in a, in a church-going family, and uh, so church was a part of the rhythm of our lives. Most of what I remember about church was vacation Bible school I went to when I was a kid, and then I liked to sing, so singing in the choir. I was in the kids' choir and then there was, when I got into junior high, our church didn't have anything for junior high kids. So uh, we kept going to our church, and I started going to the church around the corner that actually had a junior high choir. Hmm. So I in the junior high choir for a while. And then when, my, when I got into high school, got back in the high school choir at the old church. So it was really all about showing up so I could sing in the choir. And uh, I, I, I don't remember, Bob, and I, I don't want to cast 
stones at at those churches, but I don't remember hearing the gospel hmm. at the churches I was attending. That could have been because my own ears were plugged up, or it, it could have been, even looking back, that those churches were focused on things other than a clear articulation of the gospel message. Uh, but I do remember in high school, I started attending um, Young Life Clubs in, in our high school, and that's where the spiritual lights started coming on in my life, and I started to understand the gospel more clearly. I started finding myself attracted to Jesus and understanding the ethic of the New Testament and being drawn into uh, what seemed to me to be a clear sense of, of this is what we're this is what we're here for. This is what life is all about. And from probably my senior year in high school until my junior year in college, I was I was actively involved in Young Life, both as a student and then as a leader when I got into college, and would have identified myself as a Christian during that period of time, um, and was act- that was a priority for me. But I don't think I had really clearly understood the gospel yet. And, and the missing element for me, the thing where the spiritual lights really finally came on fully in my life, was when somebody sat me down. It's kind of an interesting story. We were at a Bible study together, and at the end of the Bible study, this guy comes up to me and says, uh, could we get together this week? There are some questions I would like to ask you. And my thought was, I must have said something during the Bible study that he needs for me to explain to him. <laughs> because my wisdom is so profound when yeah. it comes to matters of, of the Bible, <laughs> which just shows that pride and arrogance were still very much a part of my thinking and my life. Well, when we sat down, his questions were not for me to explain the Bible, but he said, I don't think you get it. He, he And he took me specifically to Romans chapter 3, where it talks about human depravity, and there is none righteous, no, not one. Nobody seeks after God. And he explained the issue of our sinfulness to me in a way that I'd never heard it articulated. Mm. I had I had grown up thinking that sin meant you had done some bad things or you had some bad habits, and you should try to fix those and do them less often, and Jesus died for that, and so you didn't really need to worry about it because Jesus died for it, but you ought to be a better person, and so work on that. That was kind of my view of things. And this guy sits me down and takes me to the Bible and says, this, no, sin means you're in rebellion against God. You don't want things his way. You want them your way, and you're happy to fit him in as long as it serves your agenda. But your sin is that you you care more about your agenda than you do about God's plan or his agenda. And I recognized that that, that was describing me accurately that my relationship with Jesus was was very much a relationship where I was happy to have him along as long as it, it helped my resume or it, it uh, served my purposes or served my life. I had not seen myself as a sinner in need of a Savior. I'd seen myself as a mostly good person who will, who will better himself by having Jesus along for the ride. And that was the turning point, I think, spiritually. I would say that's where I, w- I moved from death to life. That's where I was truly converted, was in that conversation and that recognition of the reality of my sin. I saw God as more great, more holy than I'd ever seen Him before. I saw myself as more sinful, more depraved than I'd ever understood before. And that put me on a new path spiritually that, uh, uh, that moved me forward in my relationship with Christ. 
Bob Lapine's our guest. He's a longtime co-host of Family Life, which you can catch weekday mornings at 9. Um, he's going to kindly hang out with us for a while today, and we want to get to a couple other things, too, for sure, including the ministry of Family Life overall, which God's brought you to, and that book, Coronavirus in Christ, uh, with John Piper. Um, so we're going to take a quick uh, first break real here, and then we'll come back and continue our conversation. Bob Lapine, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com. And on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 416, The Tim DeMoss Show. Continue our conversation. Bob Lapine, longtime co-host of Family Life, which is uh, heard weekdays at 9, WFIL in the morning. Also 1.30 a.m. on WFIL. And, you know, before the... um, the break there, Bob, you mentioned that person who came to you to, to challenge you. I just, I wanted to ask you, it's, it's fascinating because I think a number of things, sometimes you might be thinking about that and then, but you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to offend them. So I, maybe people are in that position right now. They don't actually follow through because they're afraid of offending somebody. Uh, similarly, the person receiving the, the, the words could be offended or could shut the person out or whatever. What was that dynamic like for you receiving it, taking it to heart or pushing it away initially? And how long did it take for those words to sink in? Yeah. Um, and, and let me just say on the front end, I, I think we have to be, we have to be wise and prayerful about how we choose to confront. I think uh, there are some people who will sometimes they've got kind of a prophetic mantle on them and they'll just, uh, they'll head off without really being prayerful or careful about how they confront others or speak to others about stuff. Others are, as you said, timid and pull back and don't want to be offensive. And the Bible tells us speak the truth in love. We are to be full of grace and full of truth. And so we have to have both of those going on. In this case, I think this guy was led by the Spirit to confront me. And I think the Spirit had gone ahead of him and began to prepare my own heart because I was, yeah, I was initially a little a little off-put and and challenged some of what he was saying. But if you're committed to what the Bible says, then you have to look and say, what does the Bible say? One of the things he talked with me about when we were getting together was the sovereignty of God when it comes to uh, salvation. And my first response to that was, no, no, I I think I I was way over on the, the human responsibility side of this is this people have to decide for themselves and and God really doesn't have anything to say about it. He's just helpless to however we decide whatever we vote, right? Yeah. And so so I was I was a little off put by that and that really drove me into the scriptures to say, What does the Bible teach here and how am I gonna wrestle with that? And I came to passages like Ephesians chapter one and two, Romans chapter nine, some of these or Romans 8 and 9, some of these critical passages in Scripture where I had to say, there is truth in Scripture, a, a, a truth of tension that says God is sovereign and people are personally responsible. We're not going to be able to figure out how all of that works, but both are true, and I had probably minimized, well, not probably, I definitely minimized God's sovereignty when it comes to salvation and was a little put off by that, which again was a part of because I, I wanted it to be about me. I wanted to be in control. That was endemic in me. So the idea that God is sovereign when it comes to salvation was an affront to my own pride, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't it something? And everybody has their own story about, about how that plays out. Um, 
420 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Bob Lapine is with us, co-host of Family Life, uh, Dave and Ann Wilson, uh, part of that program as well. For folks who have listened to this radio station, just as a side note, I was checking with Heather, who's our business manager, always working hard. And I said, how long has Family Life been on WFIL anyway? And she just uh, sent me an email. She just says, November 7th, 1994. Wow. <laughs> so so you, you guys... Uh... You were in the second wave because we went on the air in November of 92, and uh, we started on, I think, 20 stations, maybe less than that. Uh, You guys were a part of the second wave of stations that got added, and I think it had to do with what was going on with with the station there in Philadelphia. I think there were some changes that were happening, and we kind of started when things were starting for you guys. You're right. Uh, Salem is our parent company, and uh, they they had come in and purchased uh, the stations and around a, a year prior. And so things were rolling out between late 93 and throughout 94. And so, yeah, you were, you were part of the original, you know, the way the lineup was shape, uh, taking shape 25 plus years later. It's quite a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're older when you can say a quarter century ago. <laughs> you got to bring that up, don't you? Well, I, I'm saying it for myself. I remember, I think the first time I was at, like food shopping and the cashier said, here's your change, sir. I was like, who's she talking to? <laughs> sir? Sir? What? <laughs> I was in my 30s at the time, and she might have been in her teens or 20. And I was like, who's sir? Who are you calling sir? Wait till they start voluntarily giving you the uh, senior discount. Yeah. So wait just a second here. <laughs> I was just telling you, my sister, uh, who's the firstborn in our family, she was working out. Uh, she's in her early 60s, but she's in really good shape. And she and she actually, a number of years ago, she was not. And she, by God's grace, uh, dis- you know, worked at it. And she's doing really well, very disciplined. But she was at the at the like the LA Fitness or something, and one woman's like us us seniors have to stick together, and the woman was clearly older than my sister. My sister's like, who's she talking to? What are you talking to me? And she might have been you know fifty at the time, and she's thinking, who are you yeah. talking to? It does happen. Happens to happens to the best of us, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as my mom used to say, she went to be with the Lord uh, five years ago. But she, but we would talk about. I'd say, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? And uh, in her in her seventies at the time when I asked her, close to eighty, she said, "I think I'd be about twenty five. Uh-huh. That's how she felt inside. Never thought of herself. I'm fifty two. I don't think of my almost. I don't think of myself as fifty two at all. I think of myself, yeah. you know, twenty years younger or something. So, yep. Anyhow, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Well, and then God brought you to family life, and I want to circle back to that in a bit. But maybe I thought we could talk about the book, the Coronavirus in Christ, that John, by John Piper that listeners can get um, right from our site now. It's a, totally free. Anyone can have it. It's a, a great tool, I think, also, not just for yourself, but if you just have a friend, maybe you're not even that close with, but you know they're struggling. You could even point them to it and say, here's something you could read that might be you know, yeah. helpful for you, right? So share about, the, uh, share about that, if you would, Bob. Just the, you know, the book is uh, maybe a broad brush with that. We could dig into it a little bit, too, uh, by John Piper, well, who, right? The, the thing I love about the book, first of all, um, this was early on as things were were starting to shut down near the end of March. Um, I was talking to our friends at Desiring God Ministries, John's ministry, and, and they said, John has got a book on this. And I go, wait, already? And they said he has, over the last three weeks, just hungered down and written. It's a, it's a brief book. It's a short book. But he's he tackles the questions like, how do we understand God being a good God when there's a worldwide pandemic? 
And how can God be good when there are people dying and he, he has the power to prevent that? Why doesn't he stop it if he could? And should we understand this as a judgment from God? Uh, you know, people have, have pondered that kind of a question. And how do we respond in the midst of these kinds of trials? So very helpful theological issues. In fact, in the interview we did with him, I, I asked him the question. I thought this was, his answer here was just really, really helpful. I said, you know, we read a passage where Jesus says, um, who among you would ask a father for a stone or for, for bread and, and the father would give him a stone? Or you'd ask him for a fish and he'd give you a snake. And I said, John, it feels like God has given us a snake here rather than than something good. It feels like he has given us something bad. And And John said, you know, here's the perspective we have to have. If you're out in a boat and a storm is blowing up and the thing you need more than you realize is something that will anchor your boat in place to weather the storm, and you ask God for bread and he gives you a stone, he's giving you the stone because he knows better what you need than you know what you need. Mm. It's not because God is being cruel to you. It's because God is giving you what he knows you need even more than you know you need it. And and so we have to see this virus as coming from the hand of a good God for for a purpose that is ultimately a good redemptive purpose. And I've been praying through the midst of this, would God bring revival? Would he bring people to himself in the midst of this? Would they be confronted with their own mortality and turn to Christ? Would Would kindness and compassion uh, would that return instead of the bickering and the sniping and the harshness and the critical spirits that have so dominated relationships over the last five years? Could, could we see a return to goodness and kindness as a result of compassion being stirred in us? It could be that God is bringing judgment, but it could also be that God is bringing uh, to us in the midst of all of this an opportunity to repent and to live life differently and to place value on what's important again. Yeah. So th- this book, Coronavirus in Christ, which is available as a free ebook or audiobook, people can go to your website and they can have the book downloaded either as the audiobook or the ebook instantly. And it's just our way, partnering with our friends at Desiring God, our way of saying, here's a valuable resource for yourself, something you can pass on to others to help us be anchored, thinking biblically, answering the hard questions we wrestle with. And it's an easy book that people can read in a, in a one sitting. Again, it's a short book, but very powerful. Bob Lapine, our guest, he's a longtime co-host of Family Life. Heard weekdays at 9 a.m. on WFIL. You'll also hear his voice in about a half hour from now, introducing the Truth for Life program with Alistair Begg. And I, we have a quick break to take, but then I would love to dig a little bit more into what you were just saying there about the book, again, Coronavirus in Christ by John Piper, who, again, also, uh, he's written a lot of books, including Desiring God and uh, Don't Want, uh, Don't Waste Your Life. So we'll take a quick break. Bob Lapine has joined us uh, for the hour here today. We're really glad to have him on board. You listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 4.30 on the Tim DeMoss Show. We're going uh, down to 60 this evening after a beautiful afternoon with a lot of sunshine, breezy, and tomorrow, uh, kind of cloudy, some sun, might get a shower, a high of 85. I will take that any day of the week. I'm looking forward to that. 
It's been uh, not a bad stretch of weather here, but to go north of 80, and then it should be around 80 on Saturday, too. So look forward to that. I actually think, on a side note, uh, Bob Lapine is joining us here from Family Life and uh, the broadcast you can catch every weekday morning at 9. On a personal note, I actually think that just a, a, a jolt in the weather might even be helpful for some folks to snap out of what can be kind of a string of days that seem all the same. So uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Bob is our guest, and we're talking about, uh, among other things, the book Coronavirus in Christ. John Piper put that together, was interviewed by Bob, and uh, I guess Dave and Ann were part of that interview, too, on, on the Family Life broadcast? They were. We okay. were able to put this together very quickly and aired it back at the end of March, and, and the two days of our conversation with John are available on our website at familylifetoday.com. Okay. You can go and just search for John Piper and listen to the interviews, which I think will be helpful. And again, of course, the book can be downloaded for free, either the audio book or the ebook. That's available to anybody who wants it. Yeah. And so before the break there, you were talking about how important it is for the perspective on this. And, and there's a lot of things, again, we could talk about, but the way the book is even put out, uh, released, or the way it's written, I really think speaks to that because it starts with the answer, not the problem. And yeah. You know, right? The part one and then part two. Part one says the God who reigns over the coronavirus. Part two, what is God doing through the coronavirus? Like, let's set the stage. Who's in charge? What's not changing? Yeah. And and that's so important for us to remember that our, our world is going to be filled with tragedies, whether it's the, the tsunami that happened back on the east coast of South India back in 2004, uh, whether it's Hurricane Katrina, 9-11, we can point back to these events and the question of where was God in the midst of these and why didn't he prevent it? Prevent it? Jesus was asked the same question. Uh, you know, some guys came to him and, and said there was this, this disaster that had occurred outside of, of Jerusalem at the Pool of Siloam, and, and uh, they some people came and said, when those towers fell, uh, who was it because those people had sinned, or what was going on, Jesus? And Jesus said, you've got to recognize the same fate is going to befall you unless you repent. Basically, he was saying, death is a part of, of reality. It's a part of life. John Piper said in our interview, whether the coronavirus takes your life or not, your life will come to an end. And it is, it is merciful of God to remind us in the midst of this that we are, we're, we're not here forever. And our mortality is, uh, the, the, the statistics are, are 100%. With the exception of Jesus, you die, you, you don't come back. And, but that doesn't mean life is over at that point. It means that you have transitioned to the afterlife to eternal life. And then the question is, are you in eternal life right with God, or are you in eternal life in a rebellious state against God? And that's what's got to be settled on this side. That's why in these moments, when we're faced with our mortality, it's a good chance for us to pull back and go, who is God? Who am I? Am I right with God? Am I ready for eternity? Am I ready to face death? Because it's coming for all of us, hopefully later rather than sooner. But in these days when we don't know, this is a, a, a warning call from God to make sure we're right with him. 
Amen. Amen. It's really true. Bob Lapine, our guest, longtime co-host of Family Life, heard weekday mornings at 9 on WFIL, also 1.30 a.m. Uh, been on the radio station for the past 25 years. It's a big blessing to have Bob on today talking about uh, a number of things, including the Ministry of Family Life and specifically this free book that John Piper has written. He wrote Desiring God, Don't Waste Your Life, a number of other books over the years. And uh, this newest one's called Coronavirus in Christ for Perspective to help get you grounded. Uh, what you said there is so true, Bob. If you think about it, you, you see a lot of numbers flying around, tons of numbers these days, and who have been infected, who might be infected, who died in all different states and the world, and your head can swirl. Um, but another number that is good for perspective is, let's say, let's give it 125 years, just to be generous. Seven yeah. billion people who are walking the planet, all seven billion will be gone. That's right. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> Just give it some yeah. time. So somewhere in the middle, yes, like you said, you want to avoid, hopefully later rather than sooner. Uh, but let's while we're considering this, show at least the same level of concern for eventually. What do I need to be ready for? Because this virus will come and go, just like the flu did and all the other things. You know what I mean? This this is not it. And uh, right. So and 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 Tim, I I, I was <laughs> I was reading a uh, a a tweet this week where somebody had written a poem and they had just taken the first line of all of the emails that they have received during the last two months that say, you know, in these uncertain times, we hope you're doing safe. It was just, it was a, it was a poem with all of these, but I thought about that phrase in these uncertain times. And I thought, are there certain times? I mean, there may be times that are more predictable, we may be in unusual times or unpredictable times, but life is certain only to the extent that we have a God that we can find our, our certainty in. He never changes. David says in the Psalms, my times are in your hand. And so the certainty of any time is really based on whether you know the one who is in charge of and over everything that's going on in our world or whether you're you're rebelling against him again and and are these uncertain times for me um they're they're unusual times and i don't know what to think next month is going to look like but honestly even when life is more predictable i can't be sure about what next month is going to look like anyway and that's where my hope my trust my certainty my faith is in the God who knows what is around the corner for all of us. Amen. Yeah, you've, you've said a ton of things right there very well. And I, I, I think of a number of things that kind of just tie in with that, the, the idea of being, just in general, actually, being careful about the words we use, whether they're hashtags, whether they're common phrases. Uh, some are, you know, I could take a little issue with like essential workers. I'd like to think everyone's essential because you're made in right. God's image. It's I, I get why I get what it means, but let's not overdo one direction or the other, or or um, or yeah. just just kind of having to go. Actually, and there's pressure, right? Because there there is it's a it's a really hard thing. It's not to minimize, you know, anybody's experience with it. For some, this is a time that is just more of a breather than anything else in when you, in a nutshell or they're bored, but it's different or they had their kids home from college and an extra, you know, semesters ended midway through and it's been a little bit of a family reunion. Others. I know I had a friend of mine who, whose mother was in a nursing or a hospital and they weren't allowed him to see him. She was going to die. Like, I mean, it's serious stuff, yeah. right? So we, we all know that the financial implications, but all the more reason to really ground yourself mentally. What does this mean? What is true? 
and what's kind of floating around or true for some, you know, and what's negotiable. And God's word applies to all of us, whether we know them or not, right? The truth of God's word doesn't, it, it's not only if you have read it or believe it, but it's, it is true and you can take comfort in it, um, right? So that, that coronavirus in Christ that, that John Piper's put together is full of that perspective. It is, and I think it helps anchor us and reorient our thinking because it's so easy for us to become fearful. It's easy for us to become anxious. It's easier for us to become stressed out when there's disruption. It's easy for us when we can't see the future uh, or, or don't. It's less predictable than it's otherwise been. It's easy for us to, again, recoil in fear. And, and this is where we have to uh, have the Bible direct our thinking. And so when the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear, when the Bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer, and supplication, make your request known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding will fill your heart and your mind with the love of Christ. There, There is in Scripture counsel for us to know how to deal with fear and anxiety and with stress and with being overwhelmed. This is where the book of Psalms uh, is just full of uh, the response of David when he was overwhelmed with circumstances in life, and he cried out to God, and God would meet him, and God would comfort him, and he would have to reorient his thinking. So you think of like Psalm 42, where where David is recognizing that his own soul is downcast. He is sorrowful. He is grieving. He is depressed. And he looks at his own soul, which is downcast, and says, why are you so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. He's counseling his own heart and soul to to live according, live by faith, walk by faith, live according to what he knows is true about God and about his care over the whole world. One of my favorite quotes of all time came from Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and I'm just paraphrasing it here, but Lloyd-Jones said at some point, he said, most of our problems in this life are because we spend more time listening to ourselves than we do talking to ourselves. Hmm. And what he was saying is we're asking ourselves the question, how do I feel? What am I thinking? What what matters most to me? Rather than talking to ourselves and telling ourselves how we ought to be feeling and how we ought to be thinking and what ought to matter most to us. So rather than letting you, you the, the inside of you control the direction of your life, you should be asking, how would God control the direction of my life? And tell yourself to to step it up and get in line with God's agenda. I love it. You know, uh, my friend Dave, as, you, as you're speaking there, it came right, jumped to mind right away. He had a lot of different things he struggled with, getting sad or not, I wouldn't say depressed, but just kind of had some burdens in his life. And then one day I asked him how he was doing, and he says, I'm doing a lot better than I'm feeling. And it, yeah, right. it, it, was, it was exactly what you just said, because he was telling himself the truth rather than letting yeah. the sadness direct his day. And he knew yeah. his eternal, you know, in, in God's... Uh, in God's care, he's good. <laughs> so, uh, Bob, do you have time to still hang with us for a little while? I hope. I'm happy to. Yeah, always good to be with you. Okay, that's great. Bob Lupine, our guest. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. We have a quick break to take. We're chatting about the Ministry of Family Life. We're going to get there a little bit more, too. But also, specifically, uh, the book that's available to you now, courtesy of Family Life. John Piper put it together called Coronavirus in Christ to really help you get grounded and focused and, and consider you know, answers a lot of questions and goes through things with scripture. Uh, you can download it right from our site at WFIL.com. Absolutely free. And anybody is welcome to do that. So we have friends on your heart. Point them to that. 
and let them know, and then they can get their copy as well. Happy to let you know about that, and Family Life is very generous to help partner with John and everything to make this possible. So uh, we will uh, do our quick break, come back, and keep our chat going here. It's uh, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 445 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Uh, glad to be joined by Bob Lapine from Family Life, which you can catch weekday mornings, 9 o'clock, also 1.30 a.m. on WFIL. Uh, I just want to throw one thought out there as we talk about different aspects to this book, uh, Coronavirus in Christ by John Piper, and also just various things we're chatting about. Let's not forget that God can, God can, he does, work on multiple levels. God's not a binary thing like a, this is all about God's judgment or this is, could it be? Or he can make it a one issue thing. Who's not to say God, God can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> and you know, yeah. right. <laughs> so let's not well, forget. And, and, and John Piper has said over the years, and I think he says it again in the book, there are, God is always doing a thousand things behind the scene that we have no idea about in every circumstance of life. So we may look at the, at the car wreck we had today and go, well, where was God in the midst of that? We don't know the thousand things that are going on with the insurance agent who's going to handle that adjustment. We don't know what God is orchestrating with the, the police officer who's writing up the citation. We, we don't know how the plans of God are are coming to pass in the midst of our own person. We, we're so laser-focused on how this affects me that we forget that God's at work orchestrating all these details in a way that's going to bring glory to him and going to advance the work of his kingdom. Yeah. Deuteronomy 29, 29 jumps to mind, um, uh, right? The secret things, the belong, secret things yeah, yeah. belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. Uh, when we've read that to the kids at breakfast table, we say, look, God's got some stuff. It's his business. It's not ours. Specifically, it tells you here, you're not supposed to know everything. And if I could know everything or if God was only a couple steps ahead of me, it's a small God. So I don't want a God who only knows a little more than I do. Number one. Number two, what do you know? And are you doing that right now? Yeah, right. <laughs> so exactly. Focus on those things. Is there, has there yeah. been a scripture for you at all that's that's jumped to mind at all during these, these days? You know, I, I think at the beginning of it, I was focused on uh, Matthew chapter six, where uh, Jesus says, why are you anxious? Why are you troubled or worried? Doesn't God take care of the, uh, of the flowers of the field there? That he, he is concerned about them. He's more concerned about you. So I, that, that whole passage in, in the Sermon on the Mount was what came to mind immediately in the middle of the anxiety and in the middle of the stress. Um, but, but as things have gone on and, and you look at this and you say, okay, what might God be doing globally? What might he be doing spiritually in this moment? Uh, j- just to come back to the fact that that he's the king over the whole earth, that that he is in control of all things. So uh, Psalm 115, I think it's verse 3, that uh, this is a psalm that, that, uh, that addresses idolatry, and uh, it's the one that starts with, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory. And then it talks about how the nations of the world bow down to idols. And Psalm 115.3 says, but our God is in the heavens. He does whatever pleases him. He does whatever he pleases. And so God is pleased 
to be doing what he is doing in our world. And I said in, in a sermon that I preached at our church on this early on, I said, we have to understand that the coronavirus did not emerge outside of the providential care of God. This is not something where God woke up one day and went, oh, man, how did that happen, right? How did that get out of the laboratory or out of the wet market in China or wherever it came from? How did, how did that know? Every molecule in the universe is under the control of God. R.C. Sproul has said if there is a random molecule at work in our universe, then God is not God, and he's right. So we have to recognize God is in control of everything that happens. He ordains whatsoever comes to pass. That's what the Westminster Catechism says. And and I keep coming back to that and going, a good God, a loving God, a, a God of justice and holiness is in charge of this, and he's working out his purposes. And, and uh, in this in this catastrophic moment, could this be that the purposes of God are going to be a dramatic purpose that's going to advance his kingdom? And would we rejoice in that? And might we look back on this 50 years from now and say, in that hard time, look at what God was doing and look at the good that's come from it. Amen. I'm praying for that end. Amen. I, and I, 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 I'm sure you would agree. I don't want to uh, exit this season, whatever, however long it is. I don't want to be the same. It's Right. I, I'd be ashamed if in the end, whether it's weeks from now or, or longer, if all you did was like, oh, I'm glad that's over with and right back yeah. to where you were. Like, don't miss the opportunity that's in front of you, even though you don't know what it looks like necessarily. When when John Piper was diagnosed with cancer years ago, he wrote a, a brief article that kind of caught on that. And the title was Don't Waste Your Cancer. Hmm. And and he talked about this was his diagnosis. And yes, there it made him anxious and fearful and all of these things. But he said, I, I don't want to go through this and miss what God wants to do in me, what God wants to do through me, what God is doing around me in this moment. I don't want to be so focused on my own anxiety that I miss what God is up to in this. And so I think we have to say today, don't, don't waste the coronavirus. Let's ask the question, what does God want to do in us? What does he want to do through us? What's he doing in our world? How can we be a part of that? And I would say this too, Tim, I would say this is a time when we can be bolder than we've than we've been in years yeah. in terms of declaring the goodness of God and pointing people to Christ. I was checking out at the supermarket the other day, and um, as we were checking out, I just asked the, the person who was checking me out, I said, what's your name? And she told me, and I said, I've just, I've had it on my heart to pray for the people who are helping us and serving us in the middle of this. You're putting your life on the line, literally, by being here and doing this every day, and I thank you for that. I said, can I just pray for you right now? And she was like, I mean, what's she going to say? No, right? So I just <laughs> prayed for her. Uh, 15 seconds, Lord, thank, thank you for this young woman. Thank you for uh, her, the work she's doing. Bless her. Keep her safe. Keep her protected. And I pray that uh, that she would know your blessing today. Something simple like that. Well, as she continues checking me out, we had a conversation about church and about her grandmother, who's a very godly woman. And by by the time we were done, she was saying, is your church online? And I said, yeah. And I gave her our website. So who knows what those conversations might spark? But I would say, have those conversations. Be bold in these moments to say, 
how can I pray for you? That's a simple entree with anybody who uh, is is ready to be prayed for, I think, in our world today. Amen. Bob Lapine, our guest from Family Life. I have one last break and then a quick minute or two to wrap up. Are you good to hang with me through the last break? I'm here with you, brother. <laughs> okay, we'll do this last break and back with Bob Lapine from Family Life. It's a Tim DeMoss show, am560wfl.com and on the app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss show on am560wfil? Email D at wfil.com. Bob Lapine, longtime co-host of Family Life, heard weekday mornings at 9 WFIL. You'll hear him in a few moments introducing Alistair Begg as well. Um, been our guest this hour. And just a thought, we didn't get enough time to could keep talking on here. But one of the things, too, obviously, with Family Life, uh, folks will know you, you from and Family Life in general, is the Weekend to Remember Marriage Conferences that happen around here, typically in the fall. Just a broad brush about how... The current you know situation is you know still far enough away where maybe they'll still happen. Not sure yet. And, and thoughts about the virtual conferences and all that. Our, our plan we're 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 working on Plan A, which is to be able to host these conferences again in the fall. Uh, we're hoping that through social distancing and through some of the other techniques we can use, we can be back to helping couples and bringing couples together and maybe a little more spacing in the ballroom than we've had before, but bring couples out for these weekend getaways. So that's plan A. We're trying to develop plan B just in case we experience a second wave or things have to to pull back. But of course, we're all praying that as we move into phase one of reopening and then phase two, that we'll be able to, uh, uh, to, to guard ourselves better than we might otherwise and, and pray that God would, would bring to us uh, a relief or cure for the, the pandemic and a vaccine that would uh, protect us from it going forward. So, yeah, yeah we, we canceled everything for the spring, but we're, we're uh, aiming for the fall to be open unless things take a, a turn for the worse. Okay. And just for folks to know, uh, just we have about a minute left, but familylifetoday.com. Is that right for the site? That's right. Okay. Yep. Especially because you have a lot of resources there, including, you know, there's there's strain in the home. If you're around your spouse this much time, there may be some strain going on. I'm not going to. Right. Right. So there are a lot of resources available to you, right? Folks can, can check out. Podcasts, articles, uh, books, resources, all that we've done through the years available. You can go and search by topic or uh, or subscribe to the podcast, listen to it that way. Of course, I hope folks are tuning in uh, mornings on WFIL to listen every day. Yeah, that's great. Bob, thank you so much. God bless you. And hopefully we can have you on again as things brighten and continue to. Appreciate you, Tim. Always good to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Amen. That's Bob Lapine, longtime co-host of Family Life. Again, heard weekday mornings at 9 on WFIL. Get your free download of the book Coronavirus in Christ, written by John Piper, courtesy of Family Life. You get it right from our site. And let a friend know to do the same. Feel free to let a friend know about the program today, too. Uh, WFL.com for all that. Podcast will be up soon. Jim Maximax, 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.